All right, everybody, we got a good one for you on top five tonight. We're listing our top five favorite inventions since we were born. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Park? Co starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Tommy Thomas Ernieson. Oh, oh, good. That you know what? That could be in your lifetime, Ernie. You're pretty old. Nice. And returning with the with the beautiful Mets hat, uh, world uh, baseball classic fan, Greg <laughs> Prosser, joining us tonight. What's up, buddy? Doing well, doing well. I'm hoping Ernie doesn't jump on my leg and blow out my patella tendon. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's it's a story only Met fans will understand and get Ernie. It's it's classic oh. Met fan history. They're about to go to the World Series. They just spent more money than any team has ever spent in the history of baseball. Mm -hmm. And their closer just happened to be playing in a little exhibition baseball game uh, that he didn't need to play in. And he, he didn't get hurt playing, of course, because that would be you know too easy. Yeah. They won. They won the game, and he's jumping up and down, and he tore his knee. Well, somebody jumped into him. Well, but... even, yeah, even worse. But it's typical, for this Mets. typical Mets, right? Because if it's a fielder, we just bring someone else up. You could replace them. If it's a starter, there's four other ones. It has to be the one position. There's only you have one only one of. Yeah. And we I thought you were roast, roast, roasting my kid. We know about his uh, bro broken leg or something. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, that's right. That would have been pretty harsh. I like that. He would have came over with his fighting jacket right now, Greg. He would put his jacket on and punch me in the nose again. <laughs> so everyone else good. disappointed us tonight. We had the doctor lined up. Big Head Billy was floating in and out every all week long. Uh, Steve the Greek is is nowhere to be found. You know they disappoint us left and right. But Greg came through. Ernie almost couldn't make it on tonight because his something was wrong with his internet or Zoom or just his uh, his computer skills. But we're here tonight. We, I think we got a good one tonight. This is one I, I thought of the other day. I don't even know. I was watching something, and I said, yeah, that would be a good one. Now, we got a couple of Ernie rules tonight, but before we get into those, let's talk about last week. Ernie, we had some great responses last week. Even Greg chimed in, gave us some of his uh, binge-worthy TV shows that I haven't started yet. We had our buddy Dino jump in. And he has been texting us all week, Greg. Dean is on a Friday Night Lights <laughs> rampage right now. He's texting us messages, Lila, that that whore, and this <laughs> one, that one, and why is Smash doing this? And so every two minutes, I'm at my son's basketball game before, and I'm getting messages from Dean about Friday Night Lights. It's great. You know, I, I read the book, but I never saw the 
I saw the movie and the book. I've never seen the series. I, it's on my list to start. And I'm the opposite. Never read the book. Never saw the movie. Me neither. Yeah. Wow. And that actor that's in it went on to Bloodline, which is another great one if you haven't seen it on Netflix. Which which actor? Bloodline, the the main guy. Uh, Higgins. Oh. Uh, oh, the coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Kyle a great. Spencer, maybe. I don't hmm? remember his name. He's Kyle. in a lot of stuff, but. That's yes, that's actor? it. That's it. Yeah. Kyle Chandler, right? Yeah. Yeah. But for tonight, the inventions one. So I don't want to go super nerdy and, you know, what's going to help save the world and blah, blah. But you guys can do whatever you want. I'm going, what immediately affected me? What's making my life better? What's What gave me the most enjoyment? So on and so forth. I'm picking my favorite inventions. Are they the best inventions of mankind? 100% not. But I don't care about mankind. I care about myself. So... That's what I'm I'm thinking. Now, Ernie, we got some Ernie rules tonight. We, the two big ones I figured we'd take right off the table. Can't can't call the internet or you can't use cell phone. Those are two big ones I think probably would have made all our lists, right? Ish. Absolutely. Yeah. So I figured let's just remove those because it's gonna take two of our picks away. We're all gonna match those. So let's start first. Did you guys have any criteria? You know, Ern, what'd you do as far as which what route did you go down? Well, when you said take off internet, I thought you meant take off computers totally. So, so I no, took you, computers off. And okay. Then Tom said video games. No, but and don't I, listen. You can put video games on. That's him. He's an idiot. Ah, my list is already made. Too can't go back right. now. Yeah, it's already printed out. Uh oh, nice. Is oh. it printed or handwritten? <laughs> nice loose leaf paper written in in has to be number two pencil. Yeah, and what is the loose leaf has to be what? Lined something, right? There was a Certain, yeah. re-hole. <laughs> what about my, you, Greg? My props. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised your wife let you touch that. She probably screwed you. Don't you break that light bulb, Ernie. Oh, there is one more criteria that I uh, that maybe I misunderstood. It had to be during my lifetime. Yes, during your lifetime. Right. Exactly right. That was that was the one rule. My kid um heard um said your lifetime said how about the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you snap his other leg? <laughs> uh oh, no laughs on the crickets uh, on that one. He got nice. really serious on that. Whoa, uh oh, the he he. I, mean, I live too far for him to come with his fighting jacket. He knows he can't show his face in my neighborhood anymore after that throw up incident. All the neighbors have a watch out. We have a neighborhood watch. If he even enters the neighborhood, the sirens go off, the spotlights go on, and we kick him right the hell out again. Yeah. What about you, you Greg? Anything in your neighborhood? For uh, the fire? No. What fire? No, like if uh, there's fire ambulance needed, do you have uh, sirens that go off or? Not really. I mean, obviously the the fire the fire trucks and stuff like that have their own sirens, but we don't have like neighborhood. Sirens. Why you guys have that? Yeah, yeah, out on Long Island. Like if it goes three times, it's a ambulance call. If it goes nine times, it's a fire. Oh wow. Yeah. It's uh it's loud and annoying. But... Is it just to alert the whole neighborhood? Yeah, you know, it's for the volunteer firemen. Right, right. Yeah, you know, from their homes to the trucks, I guess. I don't know if you I'm sure you know this, and we've talked about it on a previous episode. Ernie happens to be a hero. He tells everyone. Save someone in a dollar van, right? 
Jonathan. By himself. By himself. Greg might have been there. Greg was there too. No, I came later. I was was actually at the Jet playoff game. Vinny Testaverde. First Jet playoff game in years. Is that the last Jet playoff game too? Might have been. The last win for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, my criteria, I just, you know, put it together real quick. It was like things that made my life easier. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's let's just jump right in. Come on, Greg, you start us off. I'm going to go with something that I would say about five years ago, I leased a Jeep. No, I'm sorry. I'll go even longer. Maybe about 10 years ago, I leased, bought a Maxima, Nissan Maxima, <laughs> and it had one of the greatest inventions ever, a heated steering wheel. Really? Now, I don't know if you've owned cars with heated steering wheels, but once you have a heated steering wheel, you cannot buy another car that does not have the heated steering wheel. I've it's never, I've one not only wheel. never had one, I don't think I've ever even tried one. I got to try this out. It is like, you don't even need heat. You just turn that thing on and keep your hands on the wheels. And it's like, it's having those packets in your hands the whole time. Wow. Now, give me give me the time frame. Start the car because obviously you want it. You have the you have the automatic start on it too, or no? Well, that's another invention, but wait, I didn't use that one. But, but yeah. did you ha- so? Because if, if you don't have, let's say you don't have the automatic start, you sit in your car, you start your car. How fast does that steering wheel pump up? Uh, within a, like a minute. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's not like the heat. So you get the heated steering wheel right. before you get the heat. You know, you got to drive a little bit before it's blowing a little cold air. Right. But the heated steering wheel gets hot quick with the heated seats. So I'll just go heated seats, heated steering wheel. Same. Very, thing. very nice. I like you heated, have heated yeah. seats, right? Heated seats. Yes, I've had, yeah, I've had in the past. I, very, very great, great for the hemorrhoids. My buttocks <laughs> is goes tingles all over the place when I when I pump those on. The asteroids. The asteroids, yes, as Ernie would call them. Ernie, correct me if I'm wrong. Greg just reminded me of something. I feel like every time I've ever gotten in your car when it was winter, your dad always had a rule, and you used to follow it too. You were not allowed to pull out until the car was fully heated up. Is that my yes. am I right? My my dad, like the yes, I think the and, old cars had to get heated up. <laughs> Which but is not amazing. just like, but not just the heat in the car. I mean, like the engine, you'd wait for it to be off of cold. No, you wait for the uh, RPMs to be less than um a thousand or or a minute. I remember screaming at anytime we get in the car. Ernie, come on, let's go, kid. We gotta wait. My dad said we gotta wait. We can't go pit. We gotta wait for the meter <laughs> to go pit there. Well, I just want to say one thing to that. It's amazing Ernie ever came out of his house in the winter. Because his house was never warm because his father <laughs> wouldn't put on the heat. I remember that. <laughs> Nana could have north. <laughs> give me give me the average temperature in your house as a kid in the winter. You would see your breath inside as yeah. well. Let's put it 57 that at most. It was like the exorcist bedroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. St- Ernie, have you ever had a heated steering wheel? No. Oh, this you is, guys are missing out. Let me tell you. Once I mean, you have it, you can't go backwards. Greg seems very privileged, right? This is, to <laughs> me, this is a start that I can't imagine a lot of the listener listeners in today's day and age are going to appreciate. They're going to say, look at this fucking guy. He did steering wheel. Come on. Yeah, especially, especially the Australians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, 
The Aust- I can't imagine the Australians can afford a, he- a heated steering wheel. Is this right, Ern? They don't need them. It never gets above, uh, <laughs> never goes doesn't- below 70 there. Oh, it doesn't get cold there? I don't, I don't think so. The Australians just, just grab a snake and cut it in the use of heat. <laughs> <laughs> the blood. Just like flip, a, it, uh, flip it inside out? Nice. A cobra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cutting snakes is making me feel Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ernie. What do you got? My number five would be the GPS. (laughs) Nobody will ever be lost again. Ever. That is a... It was on my list. Oh, that'll be coming up on my my list too, but that is a fucking big one. Yeah. We we will never feel what what being lost feels like. It's, It's just a memory now. Not only that, but do you remember having to go to a gas station to buy a map when you were going out of town? Of course. And like trace it all the way through. I, have I memories, did. I have memories of Ernie's dad and my dad opening up a map on the hood of my dad's car and like tracing the highways upstate. And Bob knew, like, oh no, you don't want to go on that one. That one's like two lanes and it's going to be backed up. And I'm like, <laughs> I still have that memory of like, when I did, when we toured with KISS, ZO2, GPSs were kind of just coming into existence, but they were expensive still. So it wasn't commonplace to have your own GPS. That like Things like MapQuest, remember MapQuest? Yeah. You'd like print out the directions before you had a GPS at home. MapQuest would have uh, directions, but for the whole ZO2 KISS tour, we did 20,000 miles. We did the whole country and then back again. We had... I would, you know, whoever was um, in the passenger seat would have the giant map open every night, <laughs> middle of the night, four in the morning, and we would trace our, okay, here's the route we got to take tonight. And we would take the route and half the time we'd go three hours the wrong way. We'd have no idea. Wouldn't be, you wouldn't get that rerouting signal. It would just, we'd be following the map. I'm like, yeah, I don't recognize any of these numbers right here. What's got, hold, hold on a second. We're in Albuquerque. We're not, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> Turn, turn, turn uh, right. We got to go east, you idiot. And Wait, that's the way it was. The paper map doesn't do recalculating. Doesn't recalculate. I think you, I think I had it upside down at one point. I, I, that was my recalculating. I go, well, hold on a second. Okay, now and now I feel, I feel better. I love it. The alternative. <laughs> what? Buddy <laughs> Holly's plane. <laughs> oh yes. Oh man, Ernie. This is a morbid episode so far. Oh, I was shit. thinking on and, and Dumb and Dumber when they're lost and they look at the map. The map says we only went three inches. <laughs> <laughs> my one of my favorites is planes, trains, and automobiles when they're on the up, wrong side of the highway. John Candy That's crosses the highway and they're driving, and this car's driving next to them, kind of next to them, it looks like. And they're like, roll down the window. You're going the wrong way. And Steve Martin's like, what? What? He's like, he like hits John Candy. He goes, they said we're going the wrong way. John Candy goes, ah, they're drunk. How do they know where we're going? <laughs> yeah. And Steve Martin goes, yeah, how do they know where we're going? All right, thank you. Well, you you <laughs> ever think of that scene? That scene makes no sense because then the other car next to them would also be going the wrong way. <laughs> no. Oh. They, then he looked down and he realized the divider was between them. Oh, okay. So they're going the same way down the highway, but there's a divider. So there's two highways. One of them is wrong. Great scene. 
That's a great, that's one of his best lines. Oh, John Grundy. How does he great. know where we're going? And he starts doing that. <laughs> he, ah, he's drunk. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm sure Snyder's had that happen at least two, three times. All right, great start, Ernie. Mine, so this, this was a big one for me. In my house as a kid, the phone rang. It was like World War III. Nobody wanted to answer the phone, especially because we had this one aunt. If you got stuck on the phone with this lady, you're on the phone minimum an hour. Minimum, you're stuck. So we, and we, all our friends would be calling, but we were so afraid to answer because we wouldn't want to get stuck with our Aunt Rose on the phone. So we, you answer, Ma, you answer. No, Danny, you answer, blah, 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 you answer. No one wanted to answer, but we, someone had to answer because we all had our friends calling to go out and do stuff. So caller ID. When caller ID came out, it was like the heavens opened up in my house. We could screen the calls, never mind the answer machine, but just caller ID. And I could see that number go up. Oh, it's uh, blah, blah, blah. It's Brian O'Grady calling. Hey, OG, what's happening? It's not, yeah, it's not. I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Aunt Rose. That's why I picked up. <laughs> <laughs> so that for me in my house growing up, was I almost made it number one, it, but I put it at number five just to start off on a good note. What about you guys? Absolutely. Like, it was on my list actually too, as a honorable mention. Nice. Yeah. Were you guys right. like that as kids? Like, were you, again, I only was like that because I had this aunt that would kill us on the phone. What about like your house growing up? Did you like to answer the phone? I did. Ernie. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I actually still do. I mean, I'm, when I'm in the teacher workroom and all the teachers, some, I jump up and I, I I run in front of the other teachers going to, for the phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Greg? Hey. Hello, room 204. <laughs> no, is that, absolutely. Once you realized who was on, having the ability to know who was on the phone before them calling saved, I mean. It was everything. Everything. Not, not only would you say, oh, I don't want to talk to them, but you'd, you'd, you'd know how to answer that phone. You'd say, okay, it's this person or it's that person, or you'd know you'd have immediately, you know, something in your head you could talk about. To me, sa saved so many conversations in my in my world. All right, moving along. Greg, come on, number four. Number four. I remember I was probably one of the last houses on the block to have this. Uh, Lights? Remote control. Oh. oh, that's a good one. Like, I literally grew up not having a color TV or remote control until I was almost 12 or 13 years old. And to get up, and there was only five channels anyway, but, but still, just, you got to flip. You would have to go and flip to get up. Of course. And the fact that you could just sit back and have this thing that looked like it was a small car and, you know, it would <laughs> change the channels for you was, I mean, it was like astounding. It was absolutely amazing to me. And then once you got cable and you had 150 channels, then you would just, you know, you couldn't have cable without a remote control. Oh, no way. No oh, way. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I had a remote until I was, I, I'm going to guess, I didn't get cable until I was about 16, where I was. Yeah. So, we again, I don't, when you were in Marine Park, I'm assuming it's the same for me. Like, I moved out of Marine Park when I was 16. I moved to Bergen Beach. Um, 
But when I moved out in 89, 90, there was still no cable on my block. Did you guys have cable in 90? We got it in 89, 90. Right. So I must have just missed it because when I moved, I didn't have cable yet. So, and in 90, I was about 16. When I moved to Bergen Beach was my literally my first remote and my first cable. I would literally, you know, when I, when I grew up, I had, you know, you had the big giant piece of furniture television. I would lay on the floor in front of my television and literally like change the channels with my feet. <laughs> Cause I'd have, you know, my head back here and my foot would be like on the channel changer and I'd go like this. And even before that we had the dial and, yes. you know, we'd just flip That's it. That's what I remember the dial. Yeah. I'll tell you something, it would always break. The dial would break off because you'd be turning it so yeah. much. Yeah. And then I don't know if you remember, Joe, uh, the old metal skates, the metal wheels right. had a skate key that would turn the bolt. It would fit. Oh, that's great. It would fit onto the T. So when you're <laughs> when it broke, you got a skate key. That's and all great. my TVs would have skate keys <laughs> that would turn the channel. That and a hanger for like rabbit ears or reception. An oh, I always had a hanger, of course. <laughs> Good, very good one. All right, what about you with the remote growing up? You had a remote growing up? Uh, not until later, as I just said. I remember the first cable box actually had uh, buttons on top for the channels that you could have actually worked it without a remote. Yeah. I don't know oh, why yeah. would. <laughs> I had WHT before I, and I had, before I had cable. I had WHT in uh, Marine Park. But even that, you know, you didn't have a remote for it because it was just one station. It was just a little on button you'd flip on yeah wow <laughs> all right great one yeah i, I told, what, didn't even think that think of remote great one come on Aaron. what do you got number four uh my number four now you gotta imagine try to this is a this thing's a damn miracle try living oh try not to use it for a week and you'll see microwave oven yeah yeah uh i don't i don't think any house can live without it now Heck, you could you could live without you could live without the actual real oven, but you but the microwave oven you have to have. You're probably right. If you gave me a choice, I choose the microwave over a real oven. I mean, not to not to cook, but if I if you took had to take one away, take my oven away. Yeah, I would say. Do you remember the uh, again? I remember when they came out. There was such controversy about. Yeah, of course. Are they going to cause cancer? How are they? What are they doing to the food? It was. It was almost like scary eating, you know, like my oh, mother wouldn't get 13? one. She she refused to get one. My mother refused to get a microwave. And then she got one as a gift one year. And I'm not using this. I'm not even opening it. And we forced her to open up. As soon as we opened it and we started using it and she realized how easy it was, never went back again. Yeah. I guess it was it was worth the cancer risk. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say the second we opened the box, we all started melting. <laughs> It's like Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they would come out with like crazy ads like don't put your cat in the microwave everywhere. <laughs> like but if you really do think about it it is pretty it's it's pretty scary. I mean I don't know exactly how it works but it it cooks from the inside out, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a microwave into the center and then yeah. you know, heats it up inside yeah. out. In insane. Yeah. Great pick, Ernie. All right. My number four. My number four is really more musician-based. This was something that helped me 
tremendously, and it still does to this day. So when I was first started recording, even with Playground and stuff, Ernie, everyone recorded, you know, even back in forever, we recorded on big, giant reels of tape. Okay, so picture like a, it, for, for people who don't know what that means, picture a cassette tape, like a small cassette tape, but these are giant reels, almost, Greg, like film, old film reels, okay? Mm-hmm. Same type of deal you'd record audio on. Like and, the, FBI, the FBI tapes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> the wiretaps. <laughs> and to do any kind of editing or dubbing or punching in, they call it, you'd, you know, you'd literally have to, the editor would cut the tape, and this is the same with movies back then, you'd cut it with a razor blade. I did and, that in radiology too. And, and glue it back and put them back together. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. And the you know more so for me for not for editing purposes because I wasn't the producer or the engineer, but for me this thing called Pro Tools came out, and Pro Tools is just a an automated um, MIDI version, if you want, of of editing. You literally edit on a computer screen. Everything is a wave on a screen rather than a tape. So now instead of me having to do a perfect drum track or a vocalist having to do a perfect vocal or a guitar player and have to do a perfect vocal all the way through, you could punch them in and edit wherever that mistake was. Mm-hmm. And it's seamless. Now, back in the day, you could do that kind of also, but it was very hard for the editor and it was almost impossible for drums. Like drums weren't an instrument you can really edit on. Other instruments were because there were breaks and stuff. Drums, because of the resonance of the drums, wouldn't really... It was very hard to edit. But once Pro Tools came out, you could literally punch someone in right on the same beat and it's seamless. So it made my life immeasurably easier. Now, do you think that led to more music being produced or? Oh, my God. Of course. I mean, yeah. that's everything now. That's, you know, everyone can record everything in, at their home now. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. People still use big studios, but you don't have to anymore. You could record everything you do at home. I mean, I have a recording set up at home. You do it at home. You do it on Pro Tools. And then you don't even have to ever see the band member, which is really great, especially if you don't like your band members. And I can just record my drums, email it to the guitar player. The guitar player puts his stuff on, emails it to the bass player, so on and so forth. It's incredible. I got two questions. Yep. One, what year did that come out? I think it came out around a, somewhere around 1990, and, and then it, then the home version to really be accessible on laptops and it was to be affordable. I'm gonna guess somewhere around the late 90s. Yeah, that happened in uh, the movie industry sometime with DSL cameras came around probably in 07, 08. Okay. Where- you could actually make your own movies. Uh, so it's interesting that it was still, you know, 10 years, 17 years behind. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. But, but the second question I have is how how easy or hard was it to use? And could Ozzy have done it? <laughs> well, when it first came out, you know, obviously with anything, when it first came out, no laymen were, were using it. People weren't yeah. using it. Engineers who were trained with this stuff and to go to school for this stuff were the ones who were using it. So everyone didn't know how to use it, but then they made it simpler. And then everyone started to understand, oh, this is how this works. Just like 
video editing. I could sit and do video editing in my sleep now because I understand it. Because, because and it's the same thing as Pro Tools. It's video editing. I'm sure you do tons of video editing, Greg. Pro Tools is the same thing. It's just the audio version of that. Yeah. Cool. When Ozzy when Ozzy tries the Pro Tools, kept going what what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Ozzy's favorite invention was something called Auto Tune. I think that was yeah. uh, he liked Auto-tune. that invention. <laughs> and he also had like a hotkey that would go Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if Pro, Tool, Pro Tools would came out a little earlier, Playground could still be around. If it wasn't for you, Ernie, Playground would still be around. But hold your horses, everybody. Literally, we got the text thread going today. You heard it here first. Greg, you ready? You sitting down? I'm sitting down. Possible. I, I like to say possible always. Playground reunion this summer. Really? Coming to a park near you, a free admission park near you. <laughs> we get school school buses there. <laughs> free admission, keg stands, uh, funnels, bocce ball, whatever we could do. You know, Babbles is going to call Tommy in for work that day. <laughs> well, that's why that's why Tommy's not in tonight because Babbles had to transfer him over. He he heard we were doing the show. He said, No, 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 no. You're not doing no show. Well, Tommy's so stupid. He records the episodes. Why can't he blur his background like you, Greg? You're going to teach him how to do that. It little, I think it literally says Babel's job right on the wall or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Where, where the hell are we? Greg, back to you. Number three. Uh, I'm going real deep on this one. Again, it's what's made my life easier. And I don't know what component is in it. But sensitive shaving cream has changed my life. Whoa, what the hell is happening here? Now, are we talking, where are we talking shaving here? Face, face. Okay, all right. I would get such rashes on my neck after I shaved because I'm like so Irish. I have that Irish skin. I would get like literally like look like I got beat up, ripped apart. And then someone, probably Gillette, came out with this aloe sensitive shaving cream. And no longer. My now, what, what does it even do? You th- what does it do? I think it moisturizes it while it's on your face. And it just doesn't cause any of the razor. Uh, uh, you get those it? razor bumps, right? The burn. Yeah, right, right, razor right. burn. Right. Yeah. So get razor give, burn like crazy. Give me like a year. When, how long ago did you start using this? Uh, I would say probably at 94, 95. So real question. You have not shaved since then without it? That's correct. Yeah. So we got to do an experiment. Well, I had one I had one time I was away and I had to shave and I had to use soap. Just soap. Right. I came out it looked like somebody put me through like a witch. And and what year was that? Uh it's probably early 2000s. Okay, so I'm what I was trying to get at was I'm, I was going to say maybe it was just like your youth, your skin when you were younger. I would, I'm going to guess you're over that now, but maybe you're not. No, no, I can't do it. Coffee, like, I, you know, and then I, <laughs> well, you get into such fights in my house because the shit's expensive. It's like, <laughs> is it got, or is it like a mail away cream? Huh? Is it like a, like a drugstore item, or you? Yeah, yeah, it's Gillette. It has an orange cap. It says sensitive. Okay. All the other ones have different colored caps, right? 
So I, would, a, I wouldn't mind seeing a commercial by Ernie for the Gillette sensitive uh, saving cream. <laughs> but I got three daughters and a wife who shaved their legs with my sensitive <laughs> shaving cream. But like, do you they, know how much that cost? I'm buying them the barbersaw we used to what? use on Halloween. 99 cents barbersaw. Yeah. If it's still, I don't even know what it is anymore. So. But it's funny because I'm the almost the opposite. I have natural i think olive oil pours out of my skin like if i when i wake up in the morning i'm greasy a greasy mess that's just how my skin is i don't even i could shave dry wow and, and nothing would happen now you do a uh razor straight razor or yeah, a... usually usually I, like i i mean i'll do a little bit of an electric just to just to get like if depending on how much of a, a shadow i have and then i'll literally just in the shower take a take a ra regular disposable razor and just go boop 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 boop. Oh my God! You're not buying like special. I have to spy se uh, sensitive razor blades oh that go God. with the sensitive shaving cream. <laughs> what about you, Ernie? What is that 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 a uh, little boyish face doing over there? His head. What's he doing his head with? That's a good point. And I the gotta, bottom. The uh, what does he call it? The the scrub. You got. I got to do that before I shave. What scrub? It's like yeah. little little tiny tiny rocks. It feels like. Yeah, he okay. does like a, he's doing a cleanse, a facial and, cleanse. And what does yeah, this do? Yeah. What does this do? Uh it supposedly it gets all the dead skin out of there, so when you shave it, um I don't know. It only pulls the hair and uh, gets caught up. <laughs> and then after I shave, I gotta go right in the shower because I'm all, you know, bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Madison Place thing. <laughs> I think I think it might be the water on Madison Place fucked you guys up. I because I remember we would, I would say, Ernie, hey, let's go out tonight, grab a couple drinks. Oh, no, I never, I don't think it's worth it. I said, why? I, I would have to shave first. I said, you have to shave to go. So what? Shave quick. Well, I'll meet you in 20 minutes. No, it's going to take me at least two hours. It's a process. It's, it's a, a whole process. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Oh, I got a beard. I don't want to go through it anymore. Ernie, you still go through this process too? No, I just I just do the scrub in the um in the after shower. I I don't do uh I used to have pre shave, post shave, oh um special balm for us um the sun. The bomb. Who told you to use the bomb? I didn't tell you to use the bomb. <laughs> Why do you keep on doing um the high pitched direct from um Howard Stern anyway? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you were high pitched Eric before high pitched Eric was. You know that. that's right. You were high pitched Ernie. Overhead screamer. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Did you hear That's... about Overhead Screamer? No, what's I don't know this. Somehow we started playing volleyball like all the time, and Ernie became obsessed with volleyball. And we'd be by the Avenue U, like in a little corner of the park. We would never yep. hang out ever and play volleyball there. And as Ernie would serve, he'd go Overhead Screamer. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever make it over the net? He did. Nice. I don't know how, but he had to hit it up. <laughs> First of all, we um we got so with the volleyball, if you remember, that when we played, we wouldn't even keep score. Yeah. That's how much we that's how much fun we were like having. full game, like five on five. What would you do? Yeah. Well, everybody walking off and on because to get, get to go to the keg. Every walking off and up the thing. But nobody's keeping score. We uh, we just we're just standing there waiting for the ball to come to us. <laughs> Rangers are up 2 1, by the way. I don't know if you care. I care. It was 1 1 at the end of 1. 2 1. Rangers, baby. <laughs> Big loss the other night. Very disappointing. Yeah, horrible. Uh, 
Barry Beck. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's the walk, Barry. Phil Esposito. Ron Mr. Number 77. <laughs> Eddie Mio. Number one. Greg's got two good picks. Heated steering. Greg is really, like, privileged. This is <laughs> this is a real spoiled bastard. Uh, heated, he needs his heated steering wheel and his sensitive shaving cream. You know what it is? Sometimes what I do... While he's on the couch with the remote control. Sometimes what I do before is I will drive in the car and put my chin on the steering wheel because it's heated to warm it up. Open the port. Yeah, I like that. Prepare the skin. Nice. And then you go, and then afterwards it's cold to stop the bleed. He's getting ready to shave. <laughs> yes. He's prepared the skin. Oh, good Think it's heaven. easy being Irish? <laughs> they built us with a good liver, but the skin, not so good. <laughs> Come on, Ernie. Number three. I don't know how you beat in sensitive shaving cream, but go. Uh, now we get to the real me, by the way. Uh, number three is portable music. Uh, Walkman's boom boxes. Um, th this is what this is my teenage me. This is really. I needed to get through my teenage life with these things. It'll, uh, you know, the Walkman. Of course. The per the personal thing, but then I needed the boombox too. I'm great can attest. When I was a teenager, I never went anywhere. Without carrying a boombox radio. <laughs> well, that seems like the boombox is more your pick. Because to me, Walkman defeats the purpose of Ernie. Ernie does not want to listen to music by himself. He needs other people to hear his music. Yeah. So the boombox is absolutely perfect. You know, like Radio Raheem walking around, you know, walking around town with the boombox like this, making sure everyone hears what he's playing. When you walk across Ernie's trunk. When he got his car, oh no! He literally, put his whole trunk were speakers. Did you do? No, you did not do that. He did. His whole trunk was speakers, <laughs> and he would play classical music. No, in the name of it. <laughs> Is that true? I um, uh, Joey's a member. Uh, put these pile driver and then the Sherwood amp in the car. So every time I put it too loud, um, everything would explode in the car. You know, the windows, <laughs> the windows would like go off their things. Oh off the, or the, everything would screw up. I can't picture when, Ernie with the giant the speakers in the off trunk. The track. His the, car would shake. The tweeters, the tweeters go. Yeah. <laughs> what was like your go-to song, Ernie, like when you had the speakers pumping? Oh, uh, he's talking about um the March of the Valkyries, the, um, the, the, the helicopters in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Oh my God! You can hear him from five blocks away. <laughs> well, Tommy's I've heard... remember Tommy's father would always come out screaming at him. Yes. <laughs> Show out with a gun. He was having flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with I... that Apocalypse Now music playing. Yeah, I and I would have to hide because I was the guy with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. I would have to like run. <laughs> I would drive down the block with the oh. trunk open. I would drive down. Oh my! God. I I can't picture your father letting you have this, Ernie. I did it without him knowing. He was very angry. Oh, I, forgot. I would assume. Yeah. I, what car was this? This was the the Buick Regal. Yes. Was this before I know you? Uh, Has to be right because I don't remember this. Was it blue? It, right before. Okay. Right before, if anything. 
because I tell the story all the time how Ernie really, when me and Ernie really started becoming good friends, we used to deliver the playground newsletters, which is actually a great lead into my next pick. Um, the playground newsletters to mailboxes because we were too poor to put the stamps on. We would hand deliver them to the whole neighborhood, hundreds and hundreds of mailing list letters. And he would trap me for these hours. He would volunteer to drive me because I didn't even drive yet. And he would just play music for me for three, four hours straight. But I don't remember like the big speakers. That's why I'm, I'm asking. I think that car got stolen from the King's yes. Plaza parking lot. Uh huh. Tommy's because it had maybe. speakers. <laughs> with my eight cube Benzy box. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> right? We got to pull the, the Benzy the, box. Oh my! That's God. another good invention. Wow. <laughs> Imagine, that, like, only in New York, you would have to invent something that. Like, so it wouldn't get stolen. <laughs> right. Take your, you have to, it's a portable radio, but then you have to take out of the car because they, otherwise they're going to break in and steal the, steal the radio. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that I got obsessed with getting the boom box as small and tiny as possible? I, I used to have this long, thin one that I could hide <laughs> to my sleeve. <laughs> the boom box. Come on. I would well, go after a while, it was just the face, right? It was uh, the boom. No, I'm talking about not, not the, the Benji box, the actual oh. back to the boom box. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Go into the park to drink. I used to have this long, thin one, and I would just slide it in my sleeve, and oh I would just go and pull it out of the box. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. Good one, great, great pick. Uh, so again, so this leads right into my next pick. So I was just saying how back in the day, to you know, band promotion was everything when I was a kid, right? So how are we going to promote your band? How are you going to tell people you got a show? There was no such thing as the internet. There was no, you're not calling everyone, but mailing lists were like the biggest thing in the world. So you'd play a show. Again, for people who are listening, don't understand what this means. A band would play a show and you'd have a clipboard with lines on it, like much like Ernie's loose leaf paper over there. And you'd have someone walk around, usually a girl, and ask people to sign their the playground mailing list. And people would literally sign up and give their um, address, address or phone number to receive information about the band. And we would, collect, you know, it was a big thing to collect as, oh my, how, hey, how big's your mailing list? Oh, we got 200 names on there. Oh, 200? We got 1,800. Whoa, you got 1,800 <laughs> names on your mailing list? Can I, and the big thing was, can, can I get a copy of that? Whoa, whoa, copy of my mail? No, you, that's like, taboo you can't ask another band for a copy of their mailing list it was like forbidden so anyway obviously so that's a really archaic way of, of promoting and trying to get people to shows or buy you music whatever it is so even though with you know ernie eliminated you know the internet this is part of the internet social media is obviously one of the biggest things in the world but for me just as a person an artist a musician Greg, you're an actor. You everything we do, without promoting on the internet, without promoting on social media specifically, I would be dead right now. I would have no outlet for all the things that I do. I would still be doing them, and I'd probably, you know, be hiring Ernie to drive me around and post, you know, posters on the wall like Motley Crue used to do. And but with social media, you're just funneling it through this one system. And it's, you know, just like the internet, it's so easy. It's opening up to the world. So, you know, things like my book and things like CDs and things like music and, 
you know, all these other things that I promote, I just post them on social media. And then you obviously your following grows and your name gets around one thing hits and the next thing hits. And you just constantly keep rolling that over because now your social media following is your mailing list, but it's obvious it's, you know, times a million. Yeah. It's so for me, social way, media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's especially for independent, like true independence, right? Yeah. How we, how is anyone going to know who we are and how do we get the word out? Uh, and it enabled us to do that in a way that no one before our generation could, you know, it was like you had to sign with somebody or you were done, you know? Exactly. You needed a, you know, you know, you needed a record label or a, a movie studio or uh, an agent to sign you, depending on what, you know, what kind of artwork you're doing. And you would have to have that juggernaut behind you to get anything done. Otherwise, it was impossible with social media and my last pick Pro Tools. Now everything is you could do it from your home and you can make a living and promote all the things you love to do. Again, the last thing I ever want to do is work nine to five. So the, all the things that I do, I'm able to do because of social media. Yep. The problem with the, the 200 person playground list was that was that list was only supposed to be for the, the concerts. You weren't supposed to see them every weekend. All 200. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And we literally did the same 200. We'd hang it out every weekend. Hey, what are you guys doing? Come on, let's go to our show. All right, let's go. And we'd have everyone just <laughs> following 30 cars, 40 cars. <laughs> School buses were, were a, a good choice back then, though. Well, let me tell you something. If we do the playground reunion, we got to talk about, maybe we'll do a little episode and brainstorm on how we're going to do this. I do think stuff like that needs to be involved to do it right. We got to get the old, we got to get some buses, school buses, wherever we're going to go, because no one lives in the neighborhood anymore. And we got to bus everyone in to have a good time. You know, almost <laughs> like, the, you know, the Uber buses. Well, why don't we get a plane? I like it. I don't, I don't see why not. Where, where, where's this, where are we going to do the show? Hawaii? Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> I don't think we should bring Tommy to Hawaii. Something tells me bad things would happen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Uh... <laughs> All right. Back to you, Greg. Number two. We're moving. Well, number two is GPS, so I'm going to swap it out. Uh... So I don't know, I guess, can I go with email? Or is that? Nah, you can do it, sure, why not? You're, it's a replacement anyway. Yeah, I mean, email is just an incredible tool. You want to talk about your mailing list, really the crossover is the email. Yeah. You know, just set it up and hit one button and send it out to hundreds of thousands of people if you needed to. It's insane. Stamps. You didn't have to go to the post office anymore, it, you know. Wait, how do you fill out? You remember they used to have to teach us in school how to fill out the of course. Where to how to write the letter? Yeah, of course. Then you got to weigh it because if it was too much, they send it back to you. Do you remember that actually being taught in school how to how to fill out an yeah. envelope? Yeah, it was like a, like a whole like thing. You took a test on it. You know, that's it. I bet you. I'm going to do that to my kids tomorrow. I guarantee neither one of them know how to mail, put an envelope in a mailbox. Fill it out and put it in a mailbox. No way. Yeah. I bet no. you they don't even know what a mailbox is. Nope. They don't even know how that mailbox ended up nope. in Tommy Snyder's front lawn. 
No, email. I mean, email is a, is an obvious pick. It has to be there. It's it's you know, it's all that's all the even though we're kind of cheating, Greg. The internet is insane. It's yeah. you know, it 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 made the giant world we live in very tiny. Yes, and it it's incredible for people like us. You know, I used to have a trick for the um the envelopes. I was going to say this trick. You you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, How yeah. to send mail without without a stamp? You'd self-address it to the 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 return address would be where you want to send it to. Yeah, you sneaky <laughs> bastard! I I I I think I've done that once or twice. <laughs> so for, again, for you got to explain, Greg or Ernie, explain that to for people who are listening who don't know what the what you know idiots you know uh, connivers and and schemers like us did, did as kids. Well, you had to put a stamp on it, which cost uh, like back then ten cents, fifteen cents. But that is how the government got paid for the mail to go. If it, you don't get no stamp, it would be sent back to you. But you had to put your address in the top left corner because where else are they going to send it? They got to they got to have your return address in case it doesn't go through. We used to put the return address where the regular address is supposed to be, and vice versa. So they think they're sending it back to you, but they're really sending it to where. You want it to go. So what you do is you wouldn't you wouldn't buy the stamp because obviously we needed beer money, whatever we needed. So you would be too cheap to buy the stamp. So you drop it in a mailbox, no postage. But the return address, so they go, oh, there's no this guy forgot to put postage on it. We got to return it to his return address, and then they would bring it to that address. Now, the the loop little bit of a loophole in your neighborhood it worked, but if you try to put a, a return address that scam in a mailbox in Brooklyn Marine Park and try to send it to California, it wouldn't work because they would understand. Obviously, the return address is not California if this is in a Brooklyn mailbox, right? Yeah, and it would get the people at the post office really mad. And you don't want to get the people at the post office really mad. Exactly right. (laughs) Because they have your address. (laughs) Yeah, great one. The problem Even- was not just saving the ten cents, but you could only get the stamp at the post office, which was a mile right. away. No, but I remember when I was a kid, like delis and stuff. I would get stamps at delis, and yeah, they upcharge. They have, yeah, they would upcharge me. You're right. Yeah. Some remember when we were little? How bad of a reputation the people at the postal office and the DMV had when oh, we were yes. younger. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Oh, they'll go in there. They'll don't get. They're crazy. It's we even had a question going, go, postal, go, right? yeah, yeah, going postal. Going postal, right? We used, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because back yeah. in that, that was, those were the people that used to shoot people and shoot up the, the workplace were like post office people, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I wonder, do kids today understand the song "Return to Sender"? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. No chance they understand what that is. Oh, wait a second. Oh my God! I just got scared. Rangers final. I just saw the the uh, Canadians Bruins final. It was four uh, two. I thought they came back. I said, "Oh my uh, god!" Two um, one Rangers. Two one. Joe, don't tell me no more about the game. I I, I want to record it. Watch later. I actually did, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna. I actually can't record them anymore. I think freaking Comcast took MSG away from me. I got to watch it all. Everything on the app now. All right, come on, Aaron. Number two. Number two, VCR. Oh, yes. We, my my family, was the second family on the block to even have one of these. 
Um, what year? You remember the year? Yeah, I'm gonna guess this was um say 1982. I'm I'm just I'm guessing somewhere around then. The Angelinas were the first family in the block to have it, but I was gonna ask who had it. I don't remember. Yeah, Top Angel- Lo- had it Top for 1984 Loader? for the movie 1984. <laughs> John Angelinas um was the first one. You know, and particularly when the neighbor across the street got one, and then we would rent movies. She would bring uh, Sandy would bring her, her video um, machine to me. We would plug them together, and we just play one while we record the other. And I had a bootleg ring uh, in my living room. That's I mean, all these movies. Yeah, that's big. I re- like I had a VCR pretty early on too, but there was always the the you know the mythical figure in the neighborhood that had two of them that could do this. And if you could get that guy to dub some stuff for you, especially me, like with concert footage and, you know, when, you know, uh, video stores start opening up and you'd be able to rent, rent one and dub it. Oh, my God. It was like life changing. I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't talk too much. I don't know what the statute of limitations for that FBI getting into video. <laughs> because people don't understand a, a video cassette back then. You get like eighty nine dollars for the new Rambo movie. Oh yeah! Like, what? What the fuck are you talking? Eighty nine eight, dollars now is too much for a movie. Eighty eighty nine dollars for like the new release, right? Am I crazy? No, that's what it was. Yeah. When we first started renting, you had to give a deposit of a hundred dollar deposit on the movie that they give back to you when you return it. What? It's insane. Yeah. And then they would hold that deposit, like because that was part of your like membership, right? Right. You had to put it down as part of your membership. So every movie you took, they had that just in case. Right. And if you took more than two or three, two movies at a time, the deposit was 200. Right. Right. What if you didn't bring two of them out? Right. Right. Of course. No, but VCRs were obviously incredible, not only for the dubbing purposes, but for me too. Like I was always, my hours were always weird. Just being always playing musician stuff being able to record things that were on TV was so important to me. I mean, even, even the cassette tape, being able to record things on the radio back in the day was massive to me because I couldn't afford to buy every record that I wanted. So I would rec- sit in front of the radio and go, yeah, it's crazy. There it is. And you kind of knew that playlist, right? Right. Play- so you're like, oh, it's got it. It's, gonna, it's coming on. It's coming two more out. songs. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. And, your mother would call you for something. You go, yeah, my, I missed the beginning. Fuck. And you press <laughs> record and you're like four seconds late. And you would never have the beginning of the song. No. Nah. And then Ernie, what was the uh, radio station in Kingsborough or? Uh, Kingsborough, uh, B91, 90.9. B- B91 would not follow any, anything, but they would play like dance music. And you would try to record that. I remember saying with Michael Leone, like we're sitting there <laughs> listening to it for hours and they would never repeat the song we wanted. Oh my God! E ninety one. Yeah, kids don't understand what it is like to have like, things on demand now. Isn't that insane? You know what I think when I think of B ninety one, the shout outs. Yes. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You guys listen to SOU when you were growing up, Seton Hall, WSOU, nine point five. Of course. No, I never heard of it. That was <laughs> that was like the local because I was obviously a rock kid, so. That was the big local rock station we used to live on, WSOU. And my brother's friend, uh, you know Tony Bones? You know Tony uh, Anthony Lombardi? You guys know him? No. 
from the neighborhood too. He was one of the, the disc jockeys and uh, what a great station. Only station that would play like the, the real metal stuff. Right, Ern? Yeah. They still, they're still around. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I still have it in my program. That I still, I get it out here in Jersey because it's Seton Hall. So I, 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 it's, it's, it's literally one of my playlists on my, uh, one of my programs on, in my car. All right. My number two. So Ernie said it already. GPS. Now I would never be able to live without this. Number one, I didn't start driving till really, I don't, I didn't get my license till in like mid twenties, but I didn't really start driving regularly. God, probably almost till I was almost 30. Um, just because I, I lived in Brooklyn when I was really young. And by the time I moved out of Brooklyn, it was right around the time that I was going to get a license. I moved to Manhattan. You almost useless to have a license in Manhattan. I never, mm -hmm. never even bothered. It was never even a thought in my mind to get a driver's license for what? And it could never have a car. It was like almost teasing me. I have a driver's license, but there's no way you could ever have a car. So I never got a driver's license. So just driving in general was always, you know, once I did start driving, it was like tricky to me. Never mind following directions. I told you the whole story about how, you know, we on tour, we did the maps and stuff. But me as a personal driver without GPS, I, I don't even know if I would drive today. I think I would. I, I don't even know if I would be driving. I might be home, like walking around, riding my bike because mm -hmm. I, I don't think driving and trying to find i mean because a few times i drove before gps was really like built into your cars and obviously your cell phones and all that stuff i would drive to a couple shows by myself and i remember this one time i was going to this place called dingbats in new jersey and i was still living in brooklyn and i now i have no idea anywhere in jersey nothing no nothing about jersey i know my little radius and where i live and I'm driving, and it's a massive rainstorm. It's one of the first times I ever drove by myself. And Ernie, you know Musk. I got Musk on the phone, who Musk will be on uh, future Elon? Episodes. You guys know Elon? Oh, Elon. This is definitely not Elon Musk. This is an idiot Musk. Um, this is not smart Musk. This is idiot Musk. Uh, so I, he's from Jersey. So I'm, I have him on the phone, and I'm screaming at him. I don't know where I am. I'm reading him the exits, and he's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know where I am. You live in Jersey. I'm at blah, blah, blah. I'm reading him the town. And he's like, but what highway are you on? I'm like, I'm screaming at him. How the fuck would I know what highway I'm on? I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. All I know is the big green signs. I don't know, like, the highway signs and what I'm looking at. So GPS literally changed my life. I think I would be a hermit without GPS. Mm. You, need, you need a Chloe. Did you hear you heard last week's episode? I did, yeah. You watched 24, Greg? I did, yeah. What's your thoughts on Chloe? I, mean, I you know, I didn't get all the way through the seasons. I didn't uh, either because of her. Yeah, it was Chloe. Chloe just turned me off completely. No. Oh. Uh I was shocked actually that she had a big enough storyline eventually, right? Because she was just the Well, that's what got me out of it. She was a very minute part of the show. So I could tolerate the Jack. Oh, I know. I know there's a nuclear weapon going off, Jack, but I'm doing my nails. It's like I could take it one scene, an episode, but she became a big part of the show. And that's when I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, there's certain shows that that happens like 24 
season one, I will put up against anything because it's the first time you saw it. It was like can't miss television for Agreed. it. It was amazing. And then season two was like, okay. And then by the time season three came around, I was like, I kind of know where it's going. Like there's not, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. It was but a little too much of the season, same formula, right? Yeah. That first season was. Oh Did you God. watch that on TV when it was out or like binged it after? No, no. On TV. Each oh, week. wow. Yeah. So you had to wait a week. I had to wait a week. What yeah. was that like? It sucks. I'm doing it now with Ted Lasso. Do you guys watch Ted Lasso? I watched the first season. I loved it. I don't have Apple TV, so I had I got like a bootleg stream of it, but I loved what I watched. Yeah. Now I'm on like week to week with Ted Lasso, and I'm not this season. I'm not into it because I'm waiting like week to yeah. week. I mean, like it's like it's pulling away from me. What is it up to? Three or four? Uh, three last season. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I think waiting a week hurts it. I really do. I, I know you oh, said I, there's certain yeah. shows that stream, it has to be streamed and continuous. You have to watch it that way. Yeah. You can't watch it week to week, especially if it leaves you on a cliffhanger, right? Yeah, it, just because there's so many things happening in between those two episodes. If you ever watch an episode on a Monday and you got to wait till next Monday to figure out that cliffhanger, for me especially, 17 million things happened in between those two Mondays. I don't even know where the fuck I was last Monday by the time the next Monday comes. 100%. So to try to remember, you know, what was going on in that episode of that show, it's, it, it takes me out of that being immersed in, in that, in that storyline. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I don't know if I could have watched breaking bad that way. I watched, yeah, I watched it after it ran and watched the whole thing in like a week. <laughs> I couldn't get away from it, you know? But I think it's week, week to week. Previously yeah. on 24. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, listen, that without that stuff, I would never be able to watch anything week to week because yeah. my short-term memory, because I have so many things going on in my brain, com I com I, I'm one of those people, especially like when I learn music, I have so much music in my brain. I literally have to take files out of my brain to put new files in. So as I learn new songs, I see the other stuff falling into the sea. So that's what happens. So I forget things very quickly. But uh, on the same topic, Grant, I forgot to mention this last week. A great suggestion for a new show, Daisy and the Six. Have you guys seen this yet? No. Amazon Prime. Uh, about a, it's about a band. It's loosely based, very loosely based on like Fleetwood Mac story. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's absolutely incredible. It's all original music fictitious band but it's loosely based on like what happened with Fleetwood Mac incredible it, it's got I think it's eight season uh, season uh, eight episodes of the first season so far binge it eight seasons oh no, god no I wish it was <laughs> eight episodes so far great yeah. try it well then I'm gonna recommend a, a show too that uh, I did say last uh -oh. week what do you got have you ever heard of Dirk Gently no Dirk Gently is this a real is this a real is this one of those Shows on uh, yes. you know, your special channels, Ernie. No, this is the this is the real deal. You should go um, investigate this thing. Are you going all spice on us? No. <laughs> is this Cinemax late at night, Ernie? Uh, the full name is Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, but the, Stop the title. And who is Dirk? Say that one more time for me, Ernie. That whole title. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Very good. Oh, you're gonna, you just, you're gonna have to trust me on this one. You, what, what, it? what network is it on? What stream is it? Streaming network? What is it? 
Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you watch this show, Ernie? Put it on the remote. I press it. I mean, I have everything. I don't. I don't know what I'm watching anything on in any time. time. <sighs> God Almighty! What you, is search, it? you search this out, you'll be happy. Give us a quick run. What is it about? Nope. No. He, no. he dirks gently. It's more fun to go. It's more fun to go in blind. It's an it's an it's an adventure fantasy thing. Well, apparently, if you watch oh. enough of it, you will go blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his mom always told him. <laughs> All right, you will, you will be happy. Dirk. And then you're going to need that special shaving cream for your palms <laughs> <laughs> and the heated steering wheel because they'll be so tender. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect perfect segue into our number ones. Oh, right? and if you knew what my number one was, you would know it was a perfect segue. Oh, Jesus. Let's recap. Number five. Everyone needs it in their life. The heated steering wheel. Yes. Number four, of course, the remote control. Three, for the sensitive man, sensitive shaving cream. Yes, you've heard it here first. Yes. Number two, email, of course. And Greg's number one invention since his, well, in his lifetime, I guess. I was going to say since you were born, but in your lifetime. What do you got? I'm going with the digital thermometer. My ass has never felt so good. <laughs> really? This is, I no, mean. I'm joking. I'm going to say, I was going to, this is, I mean. I, digital I was going to say, I'm not sure we could have this guy, him back. This is like real privilege. This is, you know, you should not be talking to us anymore. I, I know where, I know the block you come from. So yeah. <laughs> I, this can't be true. Just on a side note. Both of you had your children later. The fact that you could just put something to their forehead and get it in like within three seconds is amazing. Did you just have to put it in? I have to, yes. Oh, I mean, I, my mother did it to me until I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> and there was mercury in there. There was some Stop danger. it. Stop it. <laughs> Please explain to the listeners. Did what to you, to your 21, Greg? Took my temperature directly because it was the better number it was the most accurate and it was under the tongue and then it was under the arm and if I you were lucky they oh. didn't screw up the thermometers and you didn't have to put <laughs> the rectal one under your tongue couple of quick questions i i gotta inquire yeah i i agree i'm hoping you didn't it, the right order always happened but just out of curiosity let's not even call you 21 yet you're now 17 you're 18 right you're sick. Even if you say to yourself, yep, this is the best way. I got to make sure what my temperature is. I got to go in, you know, the special way. Go in. Why, why can't you do it? Why does mom have to do it? Well, my, shoulders we, were bad from playing, my shoulders were bad from playing football. And my mom was a corrections officer. So she was used to <laughs> bend over and spread them. Joey, maybe you're Gumby oh, or something, but <laughs> you can't reach your own butt. How do you wipe? You, it's not. That's not the same thing. Of course it is. Hold on a second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good God Almighty! It, what is 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 this your real number one? No, what do you got? No, no. Come it's on! It's a bonding. It's a bonding experience. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I need the thermometer. Bring the big one. 
oh, mom, what is that? I'm feeling a little pressure on the roof of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh, that a mic stand? What the hell are you doing? Jesus Christ. Uh, I know the, well, I know the preview clip we're going to use for this episode now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go a little bit technical. It changed my life. Uh, it's my career, one of my careers. Uh, the MRI machine. Yeah. It, I work with them, you know, I own them and work with them. And it changed in our lifetime the face of medicine and how we're treated and how we're diagnosed. And it's truly like batshit crazy when you really understand how it works. And on a side note, it was developed by three guys in Downstate Hospital in Brooklyn is where it was invented. Really? Yeah. What year? Uh, it was the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, you know, it was very rudimentary. And then the bigger companies picked up on it and then started using, like, you know, Japan had Toshiba, we had GE, Germany had Siemens, and they started putting their top people on it to really develop it. And I think yeah. we saw the first MRI machines in the, like, uh late 80s they became started to use for patients right uh but interesting fact too on that is the three guys sued all the major manufacturers and they ended up with like toshiba had to pay them 200 million ge paid them almost a billion siemens paid them almost a billion Phillips paid them 500 million what did they trademark of it what what was the actual thing that they the the process what is it magnetic imaging is that what it is yeah yeah so they so, were using radio frequencies to interact with a proton so now the proton is positive right and it's spinning inside the electrons outside the cell and then inside the cell you have the neutron and the proton but the protons are doing little spins and because they're spinning and they're positive there's little magnetic fields so it's why chinese medicine uses magnets for healing yeah, because it's going to interact with the cell. So then they send a radio frequency in that knocks the proton down. And then as it comes back to normal, it releases an energy. And this coil or camera that's over your body part picks up that change. And then it goes into the computers. Uh, it, it's at a point now where the computers are more important than the actual technology of knocking down the protons and doing all that. It's just speed and the amount of data that you could put together so quickly. Uh, when I started in 94, a lumbar spine, like your lower back MRI took two hours. Wow. Today I do it in 10 minutes. Just because we're able to gather all that information and data, say, data sets and put it together quicker. But they developed the radio frequency hitting it. So wow. there's three guys. They were not one of the guys was not liked at all and they gave the nobel like peace prize or for medicine to the two other guys and didn't include the third guy but did the other guy was the other guy included in all the paydays and stuff yeah yeah he got all okay. the money and then what he did was he said screw you i'm gonna start a new company with a magnet and i'm gonna call it stand-up mri well that's perfect segue because i've had many mris in my life I've had millions of injuries and I cannot take a regular MRI. 
I've tried it, tried the machine. I have massive claustrophobia. The thing next into my face like this, I last about, I, the first one I ever went in, they literally gave me a Valium to get into the machine. Mm-hmm. Got in the machine, the thing's making, you know, it sounds like a freaking tractor trailer, you know, hitting against yeah. the wall. Doc, 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 doc. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Ernie's stomach when he when he eats dairy. <laughs> and uh you know, I, I feel I'm in there feels like an eternity. So they're like, okay, sir, um, you know, you've been in for about 15 minutes, but unfortunately we gotta start all over because you were moving. I said, get me out. Get me out. And ever since then, you know, I've tried one every once in a while and I can't do it. I gotta go into the stand-up MRIs. Yeah. I can't do anything else. The best one I've ever tried when I tore my ACL on the set of Z Rock, I literally, and I don't even know again, I don't dude, I don't even know how they work exactly. I literally sat in a chair. I guess the machines were on either side of me, and I had episodes of friends playing in front of me. I'm watching the screen like this. I was like on a lounge chair. Yeah, that's the stand up. Yeah. Yeah. They have open machines that the other vendors make, but the stand up machine that the made in invented was the one that you sit down, they slightly recline you back and they have the TV for you to watch TV. I had an open one maybe six months ago. I have a torn labrum in my shoulder right now and uh, the open ones suck too. Yeah, it's open. One side is open. This yeah. side's open. This side, you're in a coffin. Oh, that's yeah. not good. I'm not happy. I still feel <laughs> terrible. I know I could see. Great. I could see an open air over there, but this thing is still in my face. I'm like, I'm like this still. It's actually so, the, so when they do the open ones, they usually put it on three pillars, right? But the closer or the stronger the magnet, the better the pictures, right? Right. The better resolution. So what they did was on a normal machine, you would have like this much space, right? Right. And then with the open, because they're losing the uh, the magnetic field because it's open, they actually bring it closer. Motherfucker. You know what? I mean, listen. Well, what you been, could do I is been, when you're doing your shoulder, you just look the other way. Well, that's know? what, I mean, I almost had to do it. I, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a slightly larger than average nose. And, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa. And uh, I was laying, I li- my nose was literally up against the machine i'm like i had to face face the open area i was like this i made it through but it wasn't it was not fun yeah and again with those i don't have open machines i have closed machines but the open machine for orthopedic shoulder knee it's fine uh you know if they're looking for small brain tumors in your brain or in your liver or something I, you know i always say if it's yeah. You know, if it's orthopedic and you have to be in pain for an extra two months, you're in pain for it. But if you miss right. something else, it's you know, sure, sure. Bad news. Now, can they knock you out? Can you literally be knocked out completely? They do it, but they don't, you know, they prefer I mean, Tim, not to. I mean, for me, if, if you're going to, if just for you guys for the future, if you ever hear that I got to go in for a brain tumor or something like that, I want to be like BA from the 18. Just yeah. fucking walk me in there. Ernie, come back when you hit me with the needle, knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me in the machine, and then wake me up later. I I want no part of that. Nothing. You want you want like Mister Spock? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead, Jim. Joe, I got right. I got to ask yes. a question. You you uh you rib Greg with the whole shaving cream, sensitive shaving cream, uh, privilege. 
But when he says he owns an MRA machine, what? nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, I know that's what he does for a living. I mean, it's incredible. It's, it's great. He said that- the word own. Oh, do you, own, do you know own. anybody? Do you know anybody that owns? But when he says own, like, are we talking? Like, is it in your living room? Or we? Uh, what are we? What are we talking here? Do you no, do home I, home MRI visits? No, no. But it's my machine. I own it. I own three of them. All right. I know this might be a personal question, and we can edit it out. Your rough ballpark, Ernie. No, you know what, Greg? You don't give me your ballpark, Ernie. Give me your rough ballpark. What does an MRI machine go for? Oh, it's got to be at least $40. (laughs) I'm, I don't even know where I would begin. Am I going to go? Do I start with like 40 grand? You're asking me the, you want to go hot or cold on this? Am am I, am I still cold? You've ice cold. Whoa. 400 grand? Ice cold. Ernie? Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> He's closer? <laughs> He's closer. <laughs> come on. If, I mean, come on. Tell us. Uh, the last one we got was 1.8. What the fuck? Ernie? $1.80? I'll take three. What the hell am I spending four grand every time I got to do one then for? If they're only $1.80 each. Yeah, that's why wow. they that's why they cost so much to get them Holy done. Holy shit! Yeah, so when and you I just want to say I'm a partner. I don't own it. You know. So I when you get them, obviously for the business, when you buy the new ones, are they really upgrading, or you want more for more business? Uh, when we buy the new one, yeah, you just want the fastest one out there. Okay, right. Yeah. You now the- patience. My one in Park Slope we bought in 2016. Uh, we. We bought the original in 2006. We had it for 10 years, and then we did a full forklift upgrade. Like, we pulled it all out and put all new in and went up to the 3 Tesla, which is the highest strength that you could get now for private outpatient centers. I've heard of the 3 Tesla. I've heard good things. So, uh, yeah, that, you know. But now, what do you do now, the old ones? Are we talking, like? Is it like Kramer from Seinfeld where he goes in the garbage with, for, for the Merv Griffin set? Can you, what do you do with the old MRI? Like, are you selling it to some weirdo that's just fucking taking pictures of his neighbors? What, what are you doing with the old MRIs? <laughs> well, you got two, you got two, you got two options, right? You could sell it to a, like the Caribbean or to a. Meaning like a cheaper medical facility. Yeah. Like, okay. you know, third world countries looking for them type stuff. Right. Uh, or the usually the vendor you're buying them from will give you real close to the price you would get for selling yourself less, but no headache of having to pull it out and move it. Right, because you know. he can just get parts out of it and stuff. Yeah, they'll and they'll sell it to, or they'll put it in their parts department, and you know. Ernie, any what if you had to give me a percent chance right now, both of you, what's the percent chance that Babbles has one of these in the basement? they do make there's a company out of italy that makes just a foot knee and ankle one that looks like a dishwasher and you literally just sit in the chair in front of it and put your leg in this this dishwasher basically wow now like an x-ray listen obviously when you take an x-ray and you wear the, the 
vest and you do all this protection and you can't have people in the room. What's the ramifications of an MRI? Well, obviously, if you're telling me, you know, you're shooting the, the protons and the neutrons, you're shooting these things, can't be good, right? Well, here's the thing, and that's why MRI is the greatest medical invention in the last 50 years. No radiation. So when I hit you with radiation and I do a chest X-ray, the X-ray photon goes in and it interacts with the electron, which is outside the cell and it's moving. And it excites it, almost like Ernie would get excited on a Friday night. Like with Dirk, Dirk, Dirk Gently. Yes, with <laughs> Dirk Gently. So then what happens is when you excite the electron, it either leaves and goes, like shoots to another cell, or it attracts another electron from another cell. So we're changing your genetic makeup with every x-ray you have. What? When you leave an MRI machine and the protons bounce back, you're completely the same person you were before you came in. There's no danger in the, it's been around 40 something years, no danger from it at all. There's no chance of being two people like with Kirk, Captain Kirk? Nope. <laughs> you can, Thank you, God for the aliens. Imagine two Kirks out there picking up all the aliens. I'll forget, imagine two Ernie's. Ernie goes into an Ernie goes into Greg's MRI machine. He comes out two of them, or like the fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he comes out. Wait a second. He, he gets we, mixed with something else. Wait, can we do a poll? I want to do a poll for all your all your people. <laughs> if Ernie was changed into an insect, what insect would he be changed into? Even, even let's even do a better question. If you could put Ernie in the two pods from the fly, Ernie's in the left pod. What do you put in the right pod to merge with Ernie? Yeah. He was Brundlefly at the end of that. What would you make? What would you turn Ernie into? Half of what? That's a great. That's it. I mean, I would put you in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would, I would come out looking exactly like you, which is long hair. <laughs> you start a band called Journey. <laughs> no. No, Ernie. <laughs> I don't know how we never thought of that before. That could have been the name of our show, Journey. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I get an MRI for, just for fun? Sure. <laughs> we did that with the breathalyzer. <laughs> oh, Greg, do you know the breathalyzer story? No. We got a, a breathalyzer. We got a hold of one, and we brought it to the Hamptons, and we kept passing it around. The game was who could make it go to highest. Wow, that's a great game. But no driving. I was totally safe. It was in the house. We weren't leaving, but we would just see who could get it to go to highest. Now, were you changing <laughs> out the plastic peach each time, or are you just passing it? No, we used our mouths, not like the thermometer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah when it went in the mouth, Greg, not the other way. What's wrong? What the hell is wrong with you? The plastic piece comes out, or so I'm told. And then yeah, you put another plastic piece on. Is this for uh, sanitary purposes or to, to get a better reading? No, sanitary purposes. Oh, you, you in the Hamptons, sanitary purposes? Are you crazy? And is it true you? it was or was not connected? Our, our windows had garbage bags on them. Yeah. We used to clean out the funnel. The underwater uh, funnel. We used to clean out the funnel with the pool water. The, yeah. the pool water was sitting there all, all, all summer. <laughs> the, the, the funnel would be out all week, like, collecting you know bugs and everything we talk like this is disgusting we dip it in the pool we go like this okay ready to go fluorine it whitens your teeth yeah of course it's, it's it cleans it out it's like clorox 
Bleach. All right, this good. I don't know how the hell the MRI turned into such a good, good pick and good story. Nicely done. All right, Ernie, up to you. Number one, let's recap. Number five, the GPS. Number four, the microwave. Number three, portable music. Number two, the VCR. And your number one favorite invention in your lifetime. Got to be the record button. On anything or? Uh, yes, on the uh, the cassette player the, for the mixtapes or uh, for the compact disc, the mix CDs. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, That's I, was, life. I thought I was the mixtape leader of the neighborhood. I would, I would make a new mix and have to make 20 copies for everybody I would push them on. I, th I thought I was, uh, I thought I was somebody important with these things. I mean, I, I hate this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. I don't even know if I ever told you this. You kind of were. You were kind of big deal. Your tapes were important. Like, you introduced me to a lot of music. Your fun tape one and two, these things are legendary. I mean, you know, there's I, I, people. I, I, I have, people have come. iPods before iPods. Yeah. You <laughs> were the first. over music, right? You're right. You would be the, you would like the first shuffle button. On an iPod, on a crazy big iPod. Yeah. You're making me blush. They make shaving <laughs> cream for that. I was just going to say, damn it. You made me beat me to it. <laughs> now go take a shower. <laughs> and when you come out, I'll take your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Until I was 21. What? <laughs> oh, good. How old are your kids right now? Uh, 19, no, I'm sorry, 18, 23, 25, and 27. So the 19-year-old and even the 23-year-old, picture you right now giving them a rectal thermometer. Nope. You know the parts I play on TV, Joe. <laughs> you know, well, it's, 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 a good, it's a good point. <laughs> I forgot who we're talking about here. Dr. Pedophile. <laughs> MD. MD. Master. Anyway. Uh, so why do you think they made it red, the record button? Huh. Good question. Just because it was would stick out or well, I remember if, correct me if I'm wrong. You most of the, the early ones you had to press the red and the play at the same time, right? To record. It wasn't yeah. just record. Well, play was the only thing that got it to go forward at the right speed. So you had to press both buttons. Sometimes the record button was like in, inside the play button. Inside it, it right? Like, you know, and yeah. you could press both at the same time, right? I remember that. Yeah. Well, the good old days. Yeah. I wish, but I wish they would have made it easier because then someone wouldn't have taped over Ernie's uh, commercial edition. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I still think with the help of one of our picks, the internet, someone is going to find that tape and, and send it to us. It's going to pop up sooner or later. I just know it is. Anyone out there, Ernie, do you remember the company you did it with by any chance? Barbazon, something like that? <laughs> they did do that. It, did it, they? It, yes, it could be Bar. I think it is. Like, Greg. I don't know if they would hold data like that. That's the only thing. But they, no, I'm not talking about. Of course, they wouldn't hold data. But someone from that office saw this tape 
and it's in their prized possession, right? It's yes. like, this is the tape of all tape. This is our best interview screen <laughs> test of all time. They kept this thing. Trust me, if anyone from that company saw this, they Ernie was hanging in the office. You know, a picture of him in the office. Trust me. Please, right, anyone from Barbizon, which completely sounds like a fake name, but anyone from Barbizon out there, please look into Ernest, Ernest uh, screen test. Email us at top5 with Joey Casada at gmail.com. If you need Ernie's real contact information, I will give it to you to look this information up. Yeah, and then also I just want to say for law reasons, we will have a waiver from Ernie releasing you of any <laughs> <laughs> legal ramifications for having a tape of him for oh. 20 years. <laughs> Ernie gave away all his rights as soon as we did the first episode. I made him sign a 100-paid contract. I, I went to Billy's house and I said, listen, I need to borrow 60 bucks. He goes, no effing way. Then I go, I need it to go make a, a, go a commercial screen test. He goes, hold on. <laughs> go see, go see. <laughs> Best 60 I ever spent. <laughs> All right, my number one. So I got a lot of repeats on my list. So let's, let's recap. Number five, caller ID, save my life. Number four, Pro Tools, editing. Number three, social media. Number two, GPS. And my number one, Ernie kind of mentioned it already, the Walkman. I wouldn't be the person I am today without a Walkman portable music. Even to today, I mean, all day long, all I do is have these in and I'm listening to music all day long. Whether it's me having to learn music, listening to new music, when I was a kid, absorbing everything about the world of music, that's all I did was have my Walkman in. Everywhere I went, school, uh, work, on the train, on the bus, traveling, any laying in my room, bed, anything I did walking around the neighborhood, I had a Walkman on with the cassette. And then later the Discman, I would you know have my disc. A disc was great because it was longer. I, and disc, you could carry more of them. I'd have my little disc holder and carry you know, 10, 12 discs in my little you know, compact disc holder. Uh, changed my life. The Walkman was, if I could pick one thing growing up that I no way I could live without, it was my Walkman. Nice. Very good. Very nice. All right. Super quick. I know we're running a little long. Uh, super quick. I, let's do one honorable mention each. Oh, I got so many. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to go with the beeper. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, the young uh, beeper was this little device that you wore on your hip or in your pocket, and somebody that wanted to talk to you because cell phones didn't exist at the time, they would call this number and they would beep you, and this thing would go off and it would tell you what number to call back, and it was you know, it didn't have a long history because cell phones came out and wiped it away and it was no longer necessary, but the beeper was uh, good for the drug trade. Good for mothers wondering where their children were and uh, <laughs> good for sending uh, secret messages upside down, uh, you know, to your crushes. You remember those? The beeper no. codes? You don't remember the beeper codes? Ernie does, right? Yeah. I I never had a beeper or a pager, believe it or not. Really? I give, me an, give me an example of a beeper code. 
Uh, like someone would uh, page you with their number and then one, four, three. What would that mean? I love you. Really? I and these were like, these were known things? Known, yeah. And then you could do like four, three, seven, seven, zero. And when you turned it upside down, it would say hello. Oh, well, yeah. I did that with the calculator. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had a beeper for like two days and I threw it right in the garbage. I, it was the opposite of what I wanted. A cell phone's different. Cell phone texts, they call me, they text me. I get back to them whenever I want. The beeper, you don't answer that beeper within the first 10 minutes. The beeper just goes off again, and it goes off again. And you finally call them, and they scream at you, I've been beeping you for the last <laughs> hour. Why didn't you call me? Yeah. So I was like, okay, whoop, gone. The opposite of what I wanted. Good one. Aaron, what do you got? Honorable mention. I wasn't prepared for this, but... Oh, yes, you were. Okay, I got one. I mean, uh, as a teenager, I was not uh, doing very well when it came to the, the ladies. So, uh, and it was because of my looks and my personality, mostly. And Billy would steal all the girls. Yes. Um, but looks and personality were, were my issues. But then did something... Have, but did something anything to do with a thermometer? So something <laughs> came out that put us all on an even playing field. Um, it was called a party line. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember party lines. You could oh, my God. Nobody knew what you looked like or anything. <laughs> it was like the original voice. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Please, Ernie, explain to the listeners what party line was. Okay, listeners. The party line was a telephone number where everybody would call and you can hear everybody everybody be, be talking you're not call you're calling in to like a room like our chat rooms replaced it eventually that they probably don't even know what a chat room is we're, we're so old you're, you're right but your but party room was the first thing of that it was the first social interaction in groups i think of, of yep. strangers right yep because you would like you said you'd literally and it usually was, you know, late night TV. There'd be, there'd be, you know, girls, you know, on the TV, and and they would be promoting this phone number, call one eight hundred, blah 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 blah. And it's, you know, chat with these girls and chat with this person, the chat with that person, and you'd call, and at the end of the commercial, be two ninety nine for every five seconds. <laughs> you get, you'd get a bill at the end of the month, and it'd be seven million dollars because you Ernie was in the party room for twenty minutes. Well, you used the the, the Columbia House. <laughs> yes, or you could try that way. Yeah. Party! Oh my God! I don't think I ever actually called one, but I remember seeing them and hearing about them. And oh my God, Greg, were you ever in the party rooms? I, I called one, and I was so embarrassed and self conscious. Like it was, I couldn't do it. It wasn't my thing at all. I was like really self conscious, you know. Great pick, Ernie. Wow. Mine's definitely not as good. Mine's a little boring. Some, a little something called Photoshop. So this, again, again, it goes back to everything that I do as far as promotion and this and that. Photoshop, you literally can make posters and make ads and make, you know, CD covers or whatever the hell you want to do promotion-wise. It's just a tool, you know, it's constantly giving you could make do anything you want on it and you know for promotion and i des literally designed my whole book 
in Photoshop. You know, I designed everything about it, the layout, the, the cover. Uh, it's just something I use every day. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'd be able to live without it now that I use it. That's a great tool. I use, because uh, I normally just do photography. Yeah. So I use Lightroom Classic, which is like a... Same type of thing, right. Yeah, same. Yeah. Photo editing, right. A little bit less than photo. Photoshop is the top end mega. And was Photoshop the first of its kind too, like with the layering? Is that the first? I didn't get into photography till recently. Uh, you know, in Lightroom, you don't layer. That's oh, one of okay. the differences. And it's one of the things I'm like afraid to get into in Photoshop is the layering of it. Oh my it. God, yeah. It seems like so complicated. But people that do it like my son, they, they don't do anything, you know. It's everything. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. The layering makes it even easier because it's all separate. If you look at if you think of it as 3D and any anyone you don't want, you just remove. Yeah. It's amazing. Good one, boys. Greg is good for pictures of birds and MRIs. <laughs> Inside the body and birds. And birds. <laughs> have you, you ever had why. to when you, you got ever, the thermometer in, you go, oh, bird. <laughs> have you ever had to MRI for someone because they thought there was a thermometer up there? Not a thermometer, but I've had oh. x-ray patients with other things caught All up right. there. All right. We were about to end the episode. Give us the story. Uh, so it was Roosevelt Hospital, I want to say 1999. Uh I go to x-ray this patient and he's in a tremendous amount of discomfort and they want an abdomen x-ray. So I just go in, I go, how you doing? He's like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I go, I take the picture and it's 99. So it's not digital. It's actual film. You put it into a processor. It comes out, developer, fixer, washer, dryer, and out. It's like a three minutes or probably yeah. 90 second sequence. And it comes out and I lift up this x-ray and I go, what the hell? I go, is that? And I'm with someone and they're like, is he wearing a gown? Like, like does that something, is there something in his pocket? It's like, it's, I go, no, he's in a gown in his under, like his underwear. There's like, and he's like, no. It's sit on the table. Like, what's that on? You know, what is it? Right. It was a very large piece. But it was shaped phallically, but not putting it together. And as we're looking at it, trying to figure it out, we have it on the view box. And the surgeon comes up before us and go, oh, yeah, that's a vibrator. <laughs> oh, man. So now I got to go in and talk to the guy, right? Because I have to. So now I go in, I go I go, how's it going? He's like, uh, good, good. I go, you feel all right? He's like, I feel better. We almost had it out at home. My boyfriend had it in his hands, but it slipped out. It was very painful because it vibrated for about four hours. But since it stopped vibrating, no, it's not as painful. <laughs> and he went up to surgery. Oh, well. Good way to end the episode. I don't see any better way to end than that. I love that the battery eventually died and the guy felt better. Yeah. There's another one too with a light bulb, which I don't know how that. Oh, I, that's, I can't even imagine. Oh, yes. Ernie. 
And it went Hold in. On. Let's tie it all together. See if you can reach. Yes. <laughs> and it went in that way. You would think it would go in the other way. It went in the round part first. And didn't pop? No. How? I, it's glass. It didn't pop. That's How that's a happen? mistake. That's got to be. That. <laughs> no. Greg, do me, do me a favor. Call mom. See if she'll try right now. Oh, Jesus Christ. The, but the light, how could the light bulb be up there? I, I have no idea. And it went in the big part first. It's crazy. And it didn't break. Why? He And, and his excuse was he fell off the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You can see he fell right on a lamp. He was changing the light device, like the light, and he fell backwards and he landed on it. This glass light bulb that somehow went inside him and didn't break. What was he changing the light bulb naked? Well, <laughs> Joey, he's lying. <laughs> the guy, the guy's oh. lying. <laughs> no, but to me, if this is what the guy's telling me, I'm quizzing him on it because yeah. I want I'm gonna keep asking you questions until you tell me the truth, you idiot. Yeah, so let me, let me get this straight, sir. You were up on the ladder changing this uh light bulb, and there was another light bulb underneath you, and you were naked. Yeah, and what and was the spotter of the ladder doing while you were up there? <laughs> You know, you know how you know how you get it out, right? You take you take a lamp, you go, you screw it, put it in. <laughs> yeah, twist, whoop. You know what? Maybe that's what they did in surgery. That's it. <laughs> All right, on that one note, everyone, let us know what you think of our picks. Uh, email us at top five with Joey Casada at gmail .com. That's top five with Joey Casada at gmail .com. Check out all of our merch on Amazon. Type in Joey Casada. You'll see all of our merch, uh, top five T-shirts, Ernie T-shirts, Dr. T-shirts, all the fun stuff up on there. When all is my thermometer T-shirt coming? You know what? We got to get a little, uh, maybe we might have to get a Greg T-shirt up, up there. I, I see something with a thermometer in the near future with, with sensitive shaving cream going. <laughs> Saying, I think this I, one's hot. <laughs> it, it writes itself. <laughs> If we have any designers out there, if you want to design a new Greg T-shirt for Top 5, uh, you have some uh, very, very good material from tonight's episode. Please send us your designs to top 5 with Joey at gmail.com. Greg, let, us, let everyone know where they can find you again. Uh, if you want to find Greg, grab a light bulb. Stick nah, it actually, GregProcer.com. That'll work. G-R-E-G-G, Prosser.com. Greg Absolutely. is an incredible actor. He's got movies out there. Please go check out his website. Um, he's always got new stuff coming. I know you just filmed something recently, right, Greg? Uh, yeah, I did the FBI, and I just directed my first short film. Should be out shortly. Hopefully go on a festival run with it. Very nice. Ern, how about you? What's the, what, what's going up in, coming up in the, the uh, near future? I got nothing going on whatsoever. <laughs> Remember, Ernie, Playground Reunion coming. You are the manager. You have to be there. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next time.